I was in a gang by the time I was nine. Um, wow. By the time I was 16, I had already made a name for myself on the street, so uh, the cartel gave me a job. The cartel? Yeah. Okay. So, like, you have to fend for yourself. Okay, so here, they just push you into yep. the prison. They, they opened the gate. I always tell the story. It's a big black gate. They opened it, threw me inside, closed it. Five minutes later, I got stabbed. Hey everybody, how's it going? Thank you so much for tuning in to This Is Real with yours truly, Pastor Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love. And I'm Stephanie Martinez-Rave. Welcome back, everybody. Listen, you know, every week we have a show, you know, we have a show, we have a guest, or we're kind of doing it. And the guests, to me, sometimes are, like, super special. They're all <laughs> special, right? Like sometimes we yeah. have, like, uh, we had cooks or mm-hmm. diet person. This one kind of fits a little bit of all of them. A little them. bit of both. But uh, with us today, we have J.C., uh, in the house today and uh, man okay I, I want to start this off obviously by the tats maybe they're like man maybe he's been to prison they don't really know or maybe they've never <laughs> met you but I, I want you to start off with maybe some of the things that you're doing today and how your life is today we're going to do this one backwards okay. mm-hmm. how's your life today what do you what do you do today because obviously you work out a little bit a little bit a little bit okay <laughs> I mean uh, what am what, what, my, what am I not doing today okay uh, I'm taking acting classes. Uh, what? Yeah. Yo, we got an actor in the building? Mm-hmm. Hold up. Yeah, okay, I, go ahead, go ahead. I, ahead. I want to be on the Mayan show. It's it's, uh, yeah? it's like a, a goal that I got right now. Okay. Cool. I got a couple of the actors that are helping me out. And uh, taking the acting classes, I uh, compete in powerlifting. I have two state records. Okay. Uh, what are they? What are they? Uh, 585 for deadlift in, in Arizona and okay. a total amount of weight of 1500 in Chicago. Yeah, I'm excited for the <clears throat> staff here because, you know, what they don't know is that you will be spending some time with us and you will have them working out every day. <laughs> We're excited. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. I'm here for two weeks. And they're like, and they're like when are you going home? <laughs> okay, so you got that going on. Uh, do you, Are you saved? Do you love the Lord? I love Jesus. Yeah? I'm a gangster for Jesus. Gangster for Jesus. That's what's up. And married? Married. And so it was funny because in the before the show started, we were talking about, you're like, hey, the only thing me and my girl argue about is protein. <laughs> we, 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 we fight over uh, grilled chicken, you know? <laughs> See, uh, she usually likes to cook it in bulk, so yeah. I go in there and steal it, you know, my four ounces, five ounces. Yeah. And she doesn't notice until it gets really low, and then she starts. Oh, then she's like, there should have been this many ounces. Yeah. And, then, and so uh, you know that well, the ounces thing, because yeah. that was your uh, past. Tell us a little bit about uh, your story, like, like, you know, from childhood getting raised, and what are some of the things you've done in your life before this? Before Jesus. Before Jesus. Yeah, talk to me. Uh, I mean, I grew up. Uh, I grew up in a gang culture. Uh, I was in a gang by the time I was nine. Um, wow. By the time I was sixteen, I had already made a name for myself on the street. So uh, the cartel gave me a job. The cartel. Yeah. Okay. So got okay. my first cartel job. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So how old were you when you got the cartel job? Sixteen. Years Sixteen old. years old, and yeah. you're working now for the cartel, which yes. most people are watching on Netflix. But you lived it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here you are, sixteen in the cartel. What's that life like? Man, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. As a kid, uh, what kid doesn't like wearing a bulletproof vest and getting trained to use, you know, high power rifles and grenade launchers and radios and stuff like that? I mean, I looked at it as like. Uh, Almost like being in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. I'm not going to sit here. Yeah, yeah, totally, you know? totally. Um, I mean, everybody who watches it, they kind of, in, that's, why, yeah, yeah. You know, that's why I watch it. But yeah, but that, so okay, you're doing that 16, you're learning all this stuff. 
and I just I became like a manager. Um, uh, they just had the show on on uh, National Geographic telling my story. Yeah. How uh, pretty much I was the manager, making sure that the cars got to Mexico, the cars got back to Chicago, and I mean I was 16 years old making 30 grand every other day. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it changed me. I, yeah. uh, I I thought that I found the answer to life, and that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a a narco. Yeah. yeah, and so what happens like a little later, so 16, let's say your 20s, what's going on? I get caught in Mexico at 17. You get caught wow. at 17? Yeah, I get caught by the military, the Mexican mm -hmm. military, and uh, they throw me in, uh, in a grown man's prison. Mm. Okay. Uh, I seen so much violence there. I mean, rapes, murders, it, it was really bad. I mean, I tell people, Mexican prison is prison. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it's okay, what's the difference? <laughs> Tell me what's the difference between a prison here and a prison over there. What's it, what's, what happens in a Mexican prison? When I, when I got to America, uh, all American prisons are five-star hotels. Wow. wow. I'm just going to be, like, straight up. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to. Man, and I thought, you know, I'm in there wilding out, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, you were at a five-star hotel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get three meals, you get clean clothes, you get a cell, you, you, you get everything that you need and in Mexico they don't they don't provide that for you mm -hmm. like you have to fend for yourself okay so here they just push you into yeah. the prison they they opened the gate I always tell the story it's a big black gate they opened it threw me inside closed it five minutes later I got stabbed mm -hmm. so that's just that's how it is over there you know wow. um, survival of the fittest yeah and um, if I wouldn't have been young when I got caught uh, they would have ate me up alive I was in my prime of violence my prime of just being able to take it mentally. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it made me tougher. Okay, yeah. so, so go ahead. You're going to... No, go ahead. <laughs> so, okay, so you're in the Mexican prison. Um, how long, how much time do you spend there? Uh, four years. Mm -hmm. Four years. You still haven't met Jesus yet. No. Yeah, yeah, I mean, years. I, I uh, you know, I would see him here and there, you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You threw Hail Marys out there. You're like, no, get me out of here. Every but time it, I got in trouble or I needed yeah, yeah. money on my books, you know, I would be like. <laughs> you go to God. Please, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, nah, man. So then what happens? You get out of there. I get transferred to the United States. I get sent to uh, uh, the federal prison here in El Paso, Texas, Latuna. Um that became like a drug dealing school for me. Like I went to mm -hmm. college pretty much because when I got sent to the feds, I met really big people. Um, no, yeah. The guy from Blow was there, uh, Boston. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, name. Boston. He was yeah. there. A bunch of Colum Colombians were there. So I met a lot of people. I left out of there with a PhD yeah. in yeah. drugs. Usually, yeah, yeah, all the time. Whenever you go, that's that's basically what you do. Yeah. You know, you, it's called uh, prison networking. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kind of what you do. Yeah, you come out with like PhDs or all kinds of stuff. So I got I got out, man, and and I was right back at it again. Um, what what age did you get out? I was 24. Oh wow. 24. So yeah. boom, 17. Now you're 24. You get out. You know you don't you, you think you want man I gotta chill out or you just go right you go right back no, into it. No, you know I I actually was like you know what I'm gonna get my life right. I'm gonna mm -hmm. go get a CDL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drive and and I'm just gonna get my life right and. Um, you know, I came home and, and my bosses gave me money for keeping my mouth shut and gave me a car and all that stuff. But I was like, okay, I'm going to use that money to go to school, change my life. But the reality is that, like, a lot of people look at your record and then it doesn't help when you have, like, a, it says international drug smuggling. You know, it doesn't yeah. you're help going for that. CDL. They're like, yeah, bro, sure. And they're like, sure. you want a truck? How big do you want? You know? So it, it didn't help, man. And 
after six months of just kind of trying, I gave up. I gave up and, and I went yeah. back to what I knew how to do, you yeah. know. And I think what hurt me the most is that since I always knew really big people, I wasn't like a corner drug dealer. Yeah, no. So I knew that if I made that phone call, I was going to make a hundred grand. Yeah. Totally. So it, it was it was like, all right. So it's I'm, a really hard place to be in, especially when you're, you know, yeah, for every person that gets out of it's, it's a really tough place, you know. I I always tell people, you don't you don't know what money does to you until you see like really big amounts of it. Yeah, totally. It starts to change you, and, and yeah. I, I believe that money is the root of all evil. I, yeah, I just, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. it. The love of money. Yes. Yeah. And and you know, and I started getting back into the game. I I ended up uh, marrying into this big cartel family. Mm -hmm. uh, opened up a restaurant, Mexican restaurant. Uh, mm. Got back in the game, you know. Cowboy hat, gold chains. I was yeah, yeah, the narco yeah. in <laughs> Chicago, and and uh, my my gang got so jealous of the amount of money that I was making that they started trying to kill me. Mm. Um, they ended up setting me up at a nightclub with a dirty gun that had a body on it. Yeah, I went to prison, was fighting the case, uh, started praying a lot to Jesus on those yeah. days. Yeah. Uh, I ended up beating the case a couple months later got out and I just I got tired I got tired of the one day that I the day that I moved I decided to move to Arizona that day they tried to kill me eight times in one day wow and I, I remember getting to the studio and this is when like Cato DMX every everything was set on scene like the big money the Flores twins were in the scene everything mm -hmm. was there so big big money and I was having such a hard time like okay I want to be good Ah, but let me make this hundred grand real quick. Mm. Everything in your own strength at this time, because you don't really have that relationship. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And you, you know what I'm yeah, talking no, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. It, it was, it was so hard because I was like, all right, so I'm a business owner now. I have my house; it's paid for. I have the cars. I have everything. Let me get more. out the game now. Yeah, but you want more? <laughs> Just a little bit more. Just a more. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know, and um, finally, I, I, I told, I told Kato, I was like, you know what, uh. I'm, I'm going to move to Arizona to uh, change my life. Mm. But wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that you take all your problems with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you just start over again. Oh, look, yeah. sounds good to me. Let's just start they here. They got their own place to get. <laughs> so, you know, I get to Arizona. A month later, I'm part of a motorcycle gang. Mm -hmm. Now I'm hanging out. <laughs> Yo, you're like, Switch it up. hey, maybe the motorcycle thing will work a little better. You know, now I'm hanging out with the Hells Angels. I'm hanging out with all these dirty yeah, motorcycle sort of. guys. Yeah, you change the cowboy hat. Yeah. Come on, a leather, a <laughs> leather, leather vest. Jacket, leather vest. <laughs> this looks good. And and I started, you know, doing my thing again. Um, hanging out at the strip clubs, selling drugs all day. All day, that's all I did. Drinking a lot. Um, How old are you now? In my mid-20s, 28, yeah. 29. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... I, I, at the time, I thought I was having the time of my life because, yeah. you know, DMX, everywhere we went, uh, people, hey, uh, Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and it was just like Rough the Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you kicked on. <laughs> so everywhere we, everywhere we went, the music, the, they, they just treated us like superstars. Yeah, totally. So I got addicted to that. Yeah. And um, Plus the other things. <laughs> so now oh, you're just one, one. Uh, one big sin. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapped into a Christmas present. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh, 
I end up getting set up by one of my best friends from Chicago. He flies into Arizona. He's like, hey, uh, I need a couple of keys. Can you get them for me? And I was like, yeah, how many do you need? He's like, 30. I was like, 30? I was like, <laughs> yeah, man, you got a wire on or something? <laughs> like, what's, what's going on? And I was like, I'll, I'll get you six. And that's what saved my life, actually. I'll finish right now. But Yeah, um, yeah, you're good. I got him six, and he set me up. You know, the feds were waiting for me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Got arrested. But if I would have got him the 30, I would have got a life sentence. Facts. So the six, I got the six from I get arrested. I get 10 years. Uh, mm. Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy, you, you really can't beat it. Either. No, I had one of those. Okay. Conspiracy, oh, yeah. So you know. Yeah, totally. Um, either you telling on somebody or you're, or you're giving the them yeah. a lot of money or you're doing the time. Yeah, you're doing the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to give up all my money um i gave up my stash house i gave up close to a little bit over a half a mil mm. um and they gave me a light sentence 10 years with the drug program uh yeah, yeah all, all these all the classes clerks. all the little classes <laughs> yeah four years i ended up doing only like six years yeah. yeah six years i come home now i'm like okay so i'm gonna change my life now i'm gonna be a personal trainer i'm gonna open up my own gym and i, I got home in 2013 i'm in my I get late 30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I opened up a gym, but I still have all the same habits, the same. Yeah, you haven't renewed your mind, right? Everything. It's You're the same like, JC, yeah. just different clothes. Yeah, yeah. 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 A, a different place, different. Oh, I got a new job, so mm-hmm. this is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, you know, everything was still there. And a year later, I lost the gym. I lost everything I was working for. I was back in prison again. Back in prison. Um, I got sent to one of the most dangerous prisons in California, Victorville. Mm-hmm. Um, five minutes there, they were already stabbing the crap out of some dude for a piece of chicken. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and uh, I sat down and I was really like, man, what, what am I doing with my life, man? Like, you're you're in your 40s now. Like, what's like, what's really going the, the on? The beauty, is, I, I love when you're mentioning that because, you know, for those listening um, and or watching, uh, it's never too late, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. so you're in your 40s and you're having this dialogue. Yeah. Okay, you know, and, and I'm I'm sitting there, and they call us to go, uh, you know, lock up in the cell. And I'm walking to my cell, and the the guard was like, he looked at my tattoo in the back of my leg, and I have a a five percent tattoo. Mm. I used to be a, a sponsored athlete for Rich Piana and the Five Percenters. It's a mm-hmm. supplement line. He's like, why you got five percent on your leg? I was like, are you? I you know, I'm a I'm a sponsored athlete. He's like, get out of here. You're in max prison right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can tell. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So he locks me in, he locks me in the cell. About an hour later, he comes with an extra tray of food. He puts it in my in my in my hole and he's like, Hey, I checked you out on uh I Googled you. Man, you're the real deal. Wow. I was like, you know, um, I just I've been uh competing for a while. Give him my little spill. He's like, but why why are you here? He's like, mm. they have you on a max prison. You only have six months to do. I was like, I know, I'm terrified right now. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get me out of here. Look, all this muscle, you know, <laughs> hey, <nothing>. listen. <laughs> ain't nothing, man. Yeah, and, and, that makes and, it worse, actually, because all that muscle, then they, I got to get you. That's that's like, what I tell people, oh, man. Oh, totally, totally. Everybody's like, oh, I don't see people messing with you, JC. I'll be like, no, 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 you yeah. would be surprised that everybody wants to try the tattoo guy. Oh, yeah, yeah totally, totally. Everybody. And you're big, so I ain't ever going to fight you. <laughs> like, I'm going to try to run you <laughs> over. You know how to fight. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Well, because you didn't have too much. <laughs> you know, but uh, so that guard ends up getting me transferred out of there. 
Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He man. was like an angel. He was an angel. No, I I know he was. That's like, dope. um, he looked into my stuff. He called the counselor. He got me out of there. So this is the first time ever in my whole life I hit a low, mm. low security prison. I had never seen so many white dudes in prison. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was, you're like, wait a minute. They're like, check. <laughs> check, check. All bankers, all white-collar crime. Totally, totally. They were out there playing um, tennis, basketball, like, This is amazing. And I was like, man, I could do like 20 years here. Thanks. It, it was uh, just a really nice yard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially after seeing Mexico. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, yeah. You're like, we're at the country club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. So I get there, and I just, I do my thing, man. I... I I'm like a sponge. When I get around people that know stuff that I want to know, oh, I'm going to be oh, around no. you. Yeah, yeah, And I'm going to ask questions. Yeah, yeah. So I learned about LLCs. I learned about nonprofits. I learned about all this stuff. And yeah. And it's a different type of networking. Yes. Still same prison, just yes. a different. You got to be careful because if not, you get into that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I learned a lot. And, um, you know, I was like, man, what am I going to call myself when I get out? And I kept on like, uh, infinity. Latino fitness, and I was like, oh, no, it's all cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, Latino fitness. Como están? Todos. <laughs> so one day I was just walking, and I was like. Hold on. We'll be right back with a commercial break. Let's find out what he called himself. <laughs> right back after this commercial Stick break. Around. Stay tuned, you guys. Hey, we're back. Welcome back, you guys. All right. All right. So, uh, hit us. You're about to come out, and you're thinking of what's your new name? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you guess, like, if if you were him, it would it be Julio the Latino? <laughs> we should get everybody to give a name. Maybe we'll do know, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it be? Fuerte. <laughs> Pedro Navaja. Pedro Navaja. Hey, la Navaja. Me pasando. Hey, Now I know you hung out with Puerto Ricans. Okay, so hit us. What was it? I just kept walking in the yard, man. I was like, okay, so I've been wrong my whole life, and now I'm strong. I was like, wrong is strong. Wrong and my strong. buddy was standing right next to me. He's like, yo, that's that's deep. I was <laughs> like, wrong is strong. Wrong is strong. And I just, I, for the next couple of months, everybody thought I was crazy at that, at that prison because I was just totally. wrong to strong yeah. in there just all stay day, wrong. every day. <laughs> I stay wrong. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, man, that's how the name came up. A lot of people ask me that. Yeah? Yeah. And so now you have a name. You get out. I get out. It's 2017, and uh, I still want to change. I just don't know how. Yeah. Okay. You know, I tried, uh, I've tried. i tried uh, rehab centers, 90 days, six months, a year. Uh, I've done shock therapy, hypnosis, <laughs> wow. counseling, psychiatrists. Yeah, yeah. I've done everything. And, um, a little crazy houses, yeah. I just I didn't I didn't know how to change. I'm gonna be honest. I always tell people I didn't know how to be a different person. Mm. Yeah. And then what happened? So I, you, I you googled it. You googled it. I you, googled it. You googled how Come do I? On. <laughs> you googled. Come on, Google. Yo, yo, you can never have an excuse. God's gonna be like, I gave you Google. <laughs> you know what it said? What? College courses. Hmm. Okay. I was like, all right, so I could do that. I could sign up to, to you know, college. Because what was your question? How do I change? How do I change? Okay. Uh, so I get, I go to the college, and I, um, I'm in line, and the lady's, like, all excited. I'm like, yeah, this is my first college course. I just got out from doing 17 years. <laughs> she's, like, <laughs> she's like, great. She's like, I think you should take this class. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the name, and I was like, wait, 
Who takes criminal justice? <laughs> <laughs> no way. And she's like, you know, people that want to be cops or social workers and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't want to sit next to a cop. I was yeah. like, it's too I fresh. Just I just got out. Right? Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even like the color blue right now. <laughs> and and she's like, no, no, no. She's like, trust me. And I know it was him intervening. You know, um, I was like, all right, coach, sign me up. Yeah. You know, sign me up. Um, she signed me up. Uh, I get to the I get to the class an hour early that day because I wanted to scare the teacher. Hmm. I have this phobia that when they pick me to read, I get really nervous and yeah. I can't talk. And we were gonna do that today. So I wanted to get there to scare him in a nice way. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna scare him in a nice way and just tell him, "Hey, I'm here to learn. I'm gonna sit in front. Just don't pick me." Yeah. That's my radio voice. Yeah. No, I saw how you did that. I saw how you 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 went. You know, that was acting. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. you acted and everything. Your face shifted. It's really good. But um, I didn't realize he had been a cop for thirty years. Yeah. He had seen everything pretty yeah. much. He's seen you. He's like, I seen you one day walking across. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he ends up being the guy that's discipling me to this day. You know, wow. four years later, he he's the guy. God does just, have a sense of humor. Yes, God he has does. a sense of humor. Yeah, that's because awesome. that's that's a. In my, in my life, I have the very same thing. Like, my publisher was ex, uh, he was police chief in Louisiana. He was the chief. And then my uh, narcotics department <laughs> guy, who was my mentor. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like God has a really sense of humor when he does that. I think, I think his sense of humor is a lot more bigger than ours. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, four years later, he ends up discipling me. But before those four years... I graduated, um, he gave me a devotion book, and I'm not gonna lie, he, he knows this also, I, I threw it away, you know, yeah. I, I was like. Who has time like, for devotion? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't find Jesus in prison, <clears throat> why am I gonna find him out here? Mm. You know, so uh, I just kept li living my life from one woman to another. Uh, obviously, they were all the ones that had all the problems, I'm okay. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. just. Y'all need to learn how to deal with me. <laughs> exactly, it's about me. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just jumped from relationship to relationship. In 2019, my wife walked into the gym, and she came up to me, and she's like, you're full of crap. I hear you talking. She's, she's from Jersey, so she's got that yeah. accent. What part? Uh, I forget. I for, yeah. It's the bad area. I think, I think it's North. <laughs> North. North. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's like, I hear you talking all the time, JC. You're full of crap, don't. She's like, get away. Get out of my face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then one day I'm walking on a treadmill, and she comes and stands next to me. And she's like, hey, um, I want you to listen to the song. And it was a Jesus song. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Beth, you're hot and everything. But I can't do it because you're Jesus. <laughs> you're yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You're all to way too. Yeah. I need you. Who's the... So little by little, man. I, I mean, she ended up becoming one of my best friends. This is the first time that um, I looked at a woman with no lust. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I opened up to her about my my stuff that happened to me as a kid. Mm. Um, yeah. Just everything. She became a really good friend of mine, and. One one day I was just like, I, I think I love you. I really never loved nobody, so like I, mm. I think I love you because mm -hmm. it's like, like it was like clean. Yeah. And That's she's dope. like, yeah, I think I love you too. And I was like, all right. So uh, 
do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> I was, like, Please, I was so yes out of it. No, I, yeah. I didn't even know. Oh, no. I was like, yeah. do you, How do old you, are do you, you ask that? In my 40s. Yeah, 40s. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. This is dope. I was like, do, you, do I ask you? She's like, yeah, you can ask me. I was like, all right. Are you my girlfriend then? She's like, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Something happened that week. Um, I was going to kill myself that week. Wow. Uh, something was happening in my life uh, where... I just felt, I was, I asked myself, is this it? I work all day, I come home to an empty apartment, and I felt like empty, empty a hole in mm -hmm. my chest. And I, I mean, I, I, was, I was making really good money, my YouTube was taking off, uh, I was sleeping around like a madman. Yeah. Uh, I thought I had all the answers. Isn't it wild, you, you almost feel like you, it's like the, the lust always shows you that you have everything, but mm -hmm. you really have nothing. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yes. And, the hole in my chest started getting like bigger and bigger and that night I was like you know what I'm just gonna kill myself I was like uh, I, I've tried it you know a couple times mm -hmm. and I was like uh, I'm just gonna do it um, I know I don't want to go back to prison so I'm just gonna take myself out and for some reason in my heart uh, something told me to text Beth and tell her bye my wife mm -hmm. she stood on the phone with me all night and I didn't know this but her stepdad committed suicide Wow. Mm -hmm. So she knew what to look for. She knew what to say. She kept me on the phone the whole night. I was so tired, I couldn't even kill myself no more. I went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. And the next day, man, she came in and, and she gave me a hug. And I wanted to punch her. I, I had never felt so vulnerable in my life. I had never felt so weak mm -hmm. my whole life I, I was bred it to be like i guess you could say like a soldier that just didn't have no feelings or yeah. nothing yeah and um that's how i lived my life and she started just man the hug started getting so intense <laughs> you're like i think i like this <laughs> Do it every again. time she would see me and stuff like that and, and um we ended up moving in together and she had me watch the shack mm. i had never seen that movie before yeah and i watched it and i was like man, I, I feel like crying. And she's like, why? I was like, I feel like I need to call my dad. I need to forgive my mom. Uh, mm. She's like, so do it. So I got on the phone and I'm like crying. My boogers are hanging yeah, out and yeah. everything. <laughs> I'm calling my mom. My mom hasn't spoke to me in over 20 years. Wow. My dad too. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm just telling everybody I love them. I forgive them. And that's, it started, it started right there. Slowly started mm -hmm. hitting me right there. That's so fire how God just Jesus does stuff so mm -hmm. different in everybody's life. Mm -hmm. And little by little, I started noticing more and more changes. But it was because some of the stuff, I wanted to do it my way. Yeah. So, like, some of my jealousy was still there. Some of my anger was still there. I wasn't giving it all to him. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of, like, backpacking it, mm -hmm. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, Finally, on November 8th, I just dropped to my knees, and I was like, all right, dude, you got my attention 100%. Wow. I feel what you're doing. I, I know what you're doing. I can see it. I don't know why people don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do you want me to do? And I... Let's give him a... Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> that's the moment that everything's happening. Mm -hmm. And I just, I dropped to my knees. And I don't know why, but I started confessing everything out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> it just started coming out like I got the goosebumps. Wow. <laughs> everything just started coming out, like who I didn't like, who I lusted over, mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. I wanted what they had. Like, everything just started coming out, coming out, coming out. 
And I got up and I was like, man, that's like the best pre-workout I ever had in my <laughs> life. I was like, now I can go work out. And I went into the gym and it happened again. I dropped down to my knees again. And this time I just felt it in my heart that I, I wasn't gonna talk about cartel stuff no more on my channel. Mm. I wasn't gonna talk about gangs, or murders. I was gonna talk about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I just felt it in my heart that that's what I needed to do from yeah. that day on. From that day on, I just, my whole channel shifted. Just That's shifted. dope, man. Nice. I, I love it. You yeah. know, I'm hearing your story and I'm like, man, it's funny because I, I don't know, a lot of times when I talk to people and I ask conversion on kind of how I, I don't, you know, it's just refreshing, right? Because my repentance was exactly the same way, except it was in a cell and just didn't know how to do it. So, you know, it wasn't like, there wasn't a worship team there. You know, I just yeah. started like, oh, I did this, I did that. Mm -hmm. And then in my 40s, I asked my Ruthie to be my girlfriend, not knowing, like, I didn't know how to do that no yeah. more. So it's, it's refreshing to hear another person, you mm -hmm. know, because then you don't feel like you're crazy, you know. You're like, you're like okay, this is what other people, you know. Yeah. I just think it's a cool thing. But let's go to some of the segments now, because yeah. now you're saved, right? And so let's hit some of these segments. Before we hit the first one, I kind of want to uh, ask another question, because you said, you know, when you encountered, uh, well, after watching, you know, the shack, obviously the Holy Spirit moved you and you start asking for forgiveness or mm. forgiving, you know, your parents and stuff like that. So before nine years old in the gang and all that, what was your home life like? Uh, it was it was really bad. Um, my my parents got married at a very young age. They got married at 14. Mm -hmm. They had me at 16. Um, my dad ran away to California he was all into drugs and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And my mom followed him. We ended up homeless, so she had to move in with her brother. And that was the person that, uh, from the age of four to nine, he uh, molested me, raped me. He would drown me, wow. um, like literally drown me. He would fill, it was almost like a, he would fill the tank up with water, everything, and I would be terrified like mm -hmm. a, a kid. And then he would pull me in there, drown me, pull me out. It was torture. Right. It was torture. Uh, a dark room he would lock me in for for hours that was between four to nine wow. so by the time i was nine my heart was already stoned mm -hmm. i was that's why like all the gang members in chicago loved me because i was willing to uh pull burns mm -hmm. I, I didn't care about my i call it self-suicide yeah i didn't care so you know uh yeah i was i was looking mm -hmm. to take life all the time you have any siblings yeah i have two sisters are they in the same path as you or what did that look like? Because you went to nine into gangs and led to all of this, so there wasn't really a support system. So now you have your wife, right? And so I'm sure, you know, what does that look like for your, your home unit? You know, my, my sisters did what, um, I guess you could say like a lot of Mexican girls do to get out the house. They married the first guy mm -hmm, to get out mm -hmm. the house. Uh, it's true, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> every Hispanic girl. <laughs> Just to get out, you know, yeah, not yeah. to follow the rules and everything. But they're, they're, they weren't as damaged as me. Mm -hmm. um, I have to say that I, I raised my hand up a lot when stuff was happening mm -hmm. so they wouldn't get it because yeah. I just believe that women were, I don't yeah. know, as yeah. a kid I was trying to. Protect them. So knowing Protect them. all of that, we're going to hit the first one, which is Dear Younger Me, right? So if you could get in the DeLorean, you know, Back to the Future, take us to a younger version of yourself, and it can be anything. Childhood, you know, last year, 20 years ago. And if you could give yourself a piece of advice, where would you go, who were you like, and what would you tell yourself? 
Give us that answer right. We'll be right back. Give us that answer and we'll come back after the break. Welcome back, y'all. All right, so All we right. got JC, Wrong to Strong, in the building, and we're hey. hitting you with the first one, right? So, dear younger me, what piece of advice would you tell yourself, and um, where would you take us? How far yeah. would you go? What age? Man, I think I would go back to about 10 or 11. Okay, mm-hmm. what would you say? And I would tell myself to really listen to my to my heart, because mm-hmm. that's I feel like that's the way God talks to you. And your mind... When you listen to your mind, it gets you into a lot of trouble. It gets you into, your mind just reminds you of everything bad. Trauma, who backstabbed you, who this, who that, who hurt you. And I, I believe that your heart is how really how God talks to you. And, and I would just tell myself, just listen to your heart. Stop listening. Stop listening to your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. That's good. I'm going to put you back in the car. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to put you back in the car. And with what you know now about Jesus, right? I want you to go back, and I want you to talk to your dad. What would you say? Honestly, just that I that I, I think my dad needs love. Mm-hmm. Tell him. You know, and and um, that was one of the biggest things that I noticed that when I forgave him and I told him that I loved him, he stayed quiet. Mm. And uh, what would you say to him? I want to hear you as a. You know, nine-year-old boy, or when all those things were happening, and I want you to talk to him today. Just like me, I would be like, "Dad, do you know that Jesus loves you? <laughs> do you know that He can forgive everything? He can make you into a new person. Just everything that He's done for me. Like that's why I, I think that it's so important for me to, I guess you could say, not memorize verses, but actually live it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So my dad can see it mm-hmm. because. Uh, I know my. I know everybody's been through stuff. Everybody has a story. Everybody's yeah. got trauma. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody's been through something. So I know deep down inside that man has has something that happened to him, and he just he needs love. He needs Jesus. He needs he needs to know that he's forgiven. That's what would good. you say to your mom back then as a boy? It, what you know now? Same thing that I love her. I forgive her, and, and I know she did what she could. Mm-hmm. And I I know that she went through her stuff too, and. Mm-hmm. uh Man, I just, I just want to know. I just want everybody to know about Jesus and what He could do. Yeah. And and that would be my main thing with them. You know, um, I, I try to tell all my family now. Some of them listen, some of them don't. But uh, I, I believe the the biggest testimony is going to be my walk. Yeah. Yeah. That's super dope. That's good. Okay. All right. We're going to go into the next one, which was is the struggle was real, right? So obviously you've experienced a lot of things. And so we like to kind of give the, you know, the advice, the what, how, how you can get out of it. So everyone says the struggle is real. We do. The struggle was real. Share mm-hmm. with us something that you struggled with or maybe you're currently struggling maybe with and how yeah. you're overcoming it. Man, what was it I struggling with? I had a lot of... I had a lot of mental issues. I had a lot of jealousy, a lot of insecurities um, that made my relationship with uh, my partners or partner, whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, very hard. Yeah, I would, I wouldn't be able to. Have, my longest relationship was three months. Wow. Once they got to know me a little bit, they'd be like, "Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm out of here." You know, and and now God has taught me um, how to love my wife. Mm. I, I mean, even how to love my dog. Uh, I've learned so much, and um, I don't know why I want to cry right now, but yeah. So how do you do that? 
I've put God first in everything that I do now. Amen. Everything. Whether it's my workouts, my everything. As soon as my feet hit the ground, I'm grateful for what he's done in my life mm -hmm. and what he keeps doing. Mm -hmm. And I know he's he's teaching me because I, I didn't I didn't know that I could be this person. Oh. I didn't know that mm -hmm. I could be this gentle giant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and the more I learn, the, the more that I'm, I'm discovering myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm discovering who I'm, I was supposed to be with him in my life, not mm -hmm. who I thought I was, I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's really good. You articulated that really well. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Hey, look, he's like, yeah, taking classes. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, what what is one of the challenges for you right now? What is the challenge for you that you're going through right now that you you're currently working on? Just I want to know that I'm I'm heading in the, the right direction that he wants me to. Mm. I, I worry a lot about him now. Um, I worry about am I doing the right thing? Am I doing what you want me to do? Mm -hmm. Am I spreading the word as much as you want me to? Am I mm. Am I just doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. And um, I just, I, I spent a lot of time in prayer with him and just talking to him about it because I, I just want to do what's right from here on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, all. That's why I got married. That's why I did, I did everything that I needed to do, get baptized. I wanted my whole house, everything to be in order. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I don't want the boss to be mad at me. <laughs> the boss. <man. laughs> hey, he loves you, man. Hey, here's the, the amazing part of that <laughs> is that while we were yet sinners, so when you were like tripping, he was like, I love you. Mm -hmm. So anything you do now is just extra added bonus. <laughs> you know, like like he loved you when you didn't read. Mm -hmm. Think about that. He loved you when you didn't pray. When you were like, I am like the worst person on the planet, he's like, yeah, I love you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That put, takes the, the stress off. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. All right, we're going to end the last one. And you might have a couple of these maybe. Um, so the last... Uh, segment is you think you know me mm. right and so I feel like you could probably hit that on a different you know few angles because maybe they know you from social media and they're like ah, eh, you know wrong strong JC he like this or maybe they just see you on the mm. street right because you're a big dude you got you like you said you know you got the tats bodybuilder all these different things so what are some kind of misconceived notions that people have of you and um, you know set the record straight a little bit on them you think mm. you know me yeah and you got to start it off like this and you think you know me and you <laughs> think you know me Everybody thinks that I'm this big, tough gangster. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Mm. I, I was pretending my whole life. Mm. Um, I really have a really big heart. I'll take my shirt off for you. I'll hug you. I'll love you. I'll kiss you. Uh, I'm, I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. I, I, the enemy had me convinced my whole life that that was mm. me, but right. it's not me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that that's, that's... I'll have people that sometimes will say, hey, I just seen you at uh, uh, Circle K. And I was like, why didn't you say what's up? Because yeah, they'll yeah. send me a message on Instagram. Mm. And they're like, no, you're a little scary looking. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you sending me a message hey, for? Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious, man. That's a, that is super funny. It's like Monsters, Inc. You know, he's like, I'm not really like that. <laughs> so, you know, it's something that I, I've struggled with. And, and, and I struggled with it the most, actually, when I started my walk. Because I went to a church with all white people <laughs> that did not look nothing like, you, yeah. like me. Yeah. I was the only one that looked the way that I looked. And for eight months, 
I got treated a certain way. Right. You know? Yeah. I would sit down, people put their purses on the other side. Oh, and wow. I'd be like, man, I, I got caught for kilos, not purses. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wrong charge. <laughs> you know, but I knew that I was there for a reason. I knew that I was in training. I was learning, yeah. not them. Yeah. So I stood there, and, and once everything was, uh, I felt like it was time for me to leave. I, I dusted my converse, and I uh, moved on to a, That's really to a different place. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but I just... I'm just learning. I'm a baby. Mm-hmm. That's dope. How how long now you've been uh, in this walk? November eighth will be my a year. Nice. One year. You know, even. Pa pa pa. I don't know if we got. I think we're supposed to have some other sounds. <laughs> I don't remember though. We're coming up on that anniversary. That's really yeah. awesome. But I like what you just shared right now, because um, I feel like that's a very mature mentality that a lot of uh, new believers do not have. Uh, just in the simple fact that he said, you know, I went to this church and they they thought of me this way, right? And nothing against the church people, right? It's just they don't whatever, know. They right? Just church, mm-hmm. yeah. But it didn't, at least from what I'm hearing, eight months, that's a long time. It didn't stop you and it didn't move you. So what would you say to those people who, because mm. I don't know if you hear it's it really or not good. in the culture, right? Everybody's like, oh, I'm church hurt. I went here and they talked to me like that. And they looked at me like this, you know? So what would you say to another believer that's like, man, how did you persevere through those eight months? Uh, just expand a little bit on that sentence you said. When I went, when I went to the new church that I'm going to now, mm-hmm. um, Dream City Church, uh, I got there, and I was uh, I was a little scared. I get a little nervous when I'm yeah, around yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> I start sweating. I was shaking, <laughs> and this guy and his wife came straight up to me, and he's like, "Cool sunglasses, dude." And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, well, and he just grabbed me almost by my shoulder and just brought me into the church. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I cried through the whole service because I knew it was God working yeah. and he knew that that's what I needed at that moment. Yeah, That's the kind of Christian brothers that should be around every every church, every service, mm-hmm. whatever you, anywhere, even at the gas station. Right. I always, I now that I'm, I'm on this walk, I always tell people, hey, how you doing? I make it a point because I was so selfish my whole life. Mm-hmm. It was always about me. Yeah. So now uh, I'll be at the gas station and I'll be like, hey, how you doing? And you'll be surprised, man, what that does to a person, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it lights them up. Yeah, totally. So like, um, yeah, I love Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's really dope. I'm excited to see all God's gonna do, like, uh, in and through you, you know. Um, it, it was just a real good pleasure having you. And thank you for stopping by, because I know you, this was like you flying in, we're like, yo. <laughs> come through and uh you know i think we have a mutual acquaintances you know pastor ray yeah and so um you know it was just really good to hear your story um one more thing like what advice would you give to someone who maybe can't see right because because when people like like before they meet jesus you know they're kind of blinded and they and so they know about church and they know about stuff but most of the time you know, they're like, I got time, you know, I got time. Or they want to keep doing the hustling game or whatever. Would you say that the life you have now is like none other compared to what you thought you had, right? Because when we're in that limelight, we think we have everything, but you really have nothing. You have no mm-hmm. peace, you have no love, you have no joy, you have no patience, you have no kindness. You just have stuff or yeah. whatever, right? What would you say to that person? It's like right in the middle. He's, he's listening right now because we reach about 51 uh, mm-hmm. prisons and stuff. So they're probably in their cell right now listening. You know, I had uh, close to a million dollars in my closet at one time. 
and I would go to a nightclub every Wednesday and I would take out 10,000 and that would be my spending for that night. Yeah. Um, you couldn't pay me to have that money back in my closet for me to walk away from the life that I have now. Wow. Because the, the peace, the joy, the smile, even the cries are all worth it now. Yeah. Because it, it's like um, finding your purpose. Mm. Like you, you finally know why you were born and like what, what you're about to do. Mm. And um, man, I, I just I, I love seeking him every day because every day is like a treasure. And I, I feel like a little kid every time I get up and I start reading and I start, <laughs> you know, finding stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, so it's, good. It's like uh, I feel like a little kid, and, mm -hmm. and I I just sit there and I have full blown conversations with him. Hey, I mean, where can they find you? Wrong to strong. Wrong to strong. Just look up wrong to strong. <laughs> um, he's all over social media, all over Instagram. Thank you so much again for coming through. I really appreciate it. Juan Martinez from This Is Real. And I'm Stephanie Rave, and we're so glad you joined us. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and turn on your notification bell so you get notified every single time we have a new episode. And don't forget, in Houston, Texas, on 100.7 FM, every single Saturday night, we're on the airwaves from 6.30 to 7.30, man, with real people, real problems, real solutions. The show is rocking. Amen. But not only that, not only is the show rocking, we're also reaching 53 cities 51 state and county jails and prisons and what we're doing is we're bringing the word to them we're bringing them some laughter fire. and some good times and some fire Amen. and so uh for that we need some partners so if you want to partner with us please click on the link below and don't forget to follow us on social media hashtag this is real or on any other platforms pastor juan martinez hey that's a wrap peace